This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. Huggies Little Movers is their best-fitting diaper ever with its curved and stretchy fit. Babies, no matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers are curved with up to 12-hour protection against leaks. Get your baby butt in Huggies best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, we talk about the new Senna supercar that Matt drove here. We uh, talk about uh, some of the auction stuff coming up, some of the uh, Steve McQueen watches and the Newman watches and some of the different uh, engravings and mm-hmm. things that are on the back of just those. Just a hint of flugelhorn. And just a little flugelhorn <laughs> horn talk. First, I'll tell you about Chemical Guys. You want your car to look great. you got a passion for shine. need to check out Chemical Guys, one of the top brands in auto detailing for over 20 years. They want to teach you how to use their products. So visit one of their detail garage locations around the country. Take classes or talk to one of their on-site team experts. Or you can check out their YouTube channel to learn more on your own. Over a 1,000 how-to videos. More than just products, they've built a community. They want to sell you the product, and then they want to teach you how to use it properly so you become a customer for life. So whether you're giving your car a wash or you want to detail it like a pro, Chemical Guys can help you find your passion and make it shine. Right, Matt? Yeah, just visit chemicalguys.com slash carcast and use code carcast for 20% off your first order. That's chemicalguys.com slash carcast. Hello, everyone. This is Eagles Hall of Fame quarterback Ron Jaworski, and I am so excited to bring you the hottest new podcast for the NFL and gaming. Welcome to Jaws Picks, featuring me, Ron Ron Jaworski, and some of the most famous names in sports, music, and entertainment, as I give you my expert analysis and predictions of each and every NFL game. (coughs) So far this season, my predictions are over 55% correct against against the the spread. spread. That's a pretty good number, folks and over 67% picking winners straight up. You do not want to miss out on this podcast. Every week, I will tell you who, how, and why each NFL game will be decided. Take the guesswork and stress out of gaming and subscribe to Jaws Picks wherever you get your podcast. That's Jaws Picks wherever you get your podcast. Stay safe, take care, and let's make some beer money. Get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get a mandate. You get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. And uh, thanks for enjoying CarCast. Matt, of course, it's Matt the Motorator. DeAndrea over there. Which, Hello. What's crack-a-lacking, as uh, Dag used to say. You see my hot rod outside? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's got a birdcage roll cage yeah. in it. What is... Uh, 
So it's the McLaren what? 765LT. Not, so a, not sure about the color. Yeah. It comes in other colors. Yeah. <laughs> I said that too. I was like, there's another one rolling around in town. It's got a nice blue on it. But What uh, color is that car? I don't know what they call it. It's 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 orange, but it's kind of a weird, kind of muted. It's got a little orange. too much flesh in it. Yeah. 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 You get a car like that, you just go bird's, uh, bird's egg uh, blue. Is that bird? Quail egg. Is it quail egg? No. Bird's. Oh, what is that blue? I'm trying to think of that. Um, yeah. Egg blue. Robin's egg. Blue. Robin's egg. Robin's, Robin's egg Robin's blue. Egg. Or you go with like a midnight blue. Mm-hmm. And you're pretty much covered. Or you could go. I guess you could always go with a kind of uh, pearl white. Yeah. It's not going to hurt. Yeah, that looks good. But well. uh, so what is that? What what I just looked at the back of the car. It's got a, a it's got a cage. It's got I wouldn't call it a cage, but it's a it's a roll bar that's sort of half cage, half roll bar. But it looks like it's done up in maybe one inch tubing or maybe even inch and an eighth is yeah, probably so something I, metric. I would probably Nardo orange is the uh I color. would probably consider it more chassis stiffening than I would oh, some sort of uh-huh. you know, like regulated crash protection. Right? Uh-huh. Like they'd have those shock tower braces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the seven sixty five LT is uh, the next version of the 720S, it is the hotter version. It's a little bit lighter weight, a little bit more power, a little bit more, more, more of everything, and uh, it's just it's just an animal. It's it's what uh, what weight is well under three thousand pounds, but it. Uh, I'll is, find the total weight is for you. It but under twenty seven hundred pounds. I think they cut uh, one hundred and seventy something pounds off of it. So uh, I don't have the exact weight in front of me yet. Um, but the car is a little bit lighter. It, the The lightweight forged wheels with titanium lug nuts cuts a bunch of weight off of it. The lightweight seats cuts a bunch off of it. Uh, I just love that the douche. It's just under 3,000 pounds, by the way. I just love that the douche who's. Picking up his twenty-seven-year-old gumon, taking her out to the clubs like it's got titanium lug nuts. <laughs> and then, if she ever said, "Describe what a lug nut does," he'd go like, "Oh, I think it means a dumb dude, <laughs> right?" Yeah, got the titanium lug nuts. All right, seven hundred and fifty-five horsepower, five hundred and ninety pound-feet of torque, four-liter twin-turbo V eight. Wow, a thing must. Must redline it nine two or something like it must be. It must be right up against nine grand, maybe eighty eight hundred RPM or something uh, like that. I tell you, this thing is so fast. You don't look at that. You're just holding on for dear life. And thank God it's uh, it'll shift for you if you don't put it in manual and use the paddle shifters. But the seven twenty S was already clocked at zero to sixty in like two point five seconds and it ran nine ninety really? in the quarter miles and this thing's going to be faster. Um, uh, well, I think I think this is two point five and the seven twenty was like two point seven and you know over two hundred mile an hour top speed. Uh, it has the giant brakes from the Senna. It has mm-hmm. better aero. It it is a long tail. It's got a little bit more length overall to it. What what is the what's the what's the sticker on that? 
Uh, I believe the base is about four fifty something, four fifty five. As it sits outside, it is four hundred and thirty. So three three fifty five, and it's as it sits is four thirty. Um, but you know, keep in mind, it's got like twenty thousand dollars of carbon fiber on it, and a couple of other things. Are they? Are they, they would take orders for those, right? Yeah, I I I think. For something like the 765, it would all have to be sort of ordered the way you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a few, right? Because they put a few in the press fleet, and they're letting you know they're letting people like me drive it for some reason. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. Let's figure this out. Um, are they? And, and what is the health of McLaren? Are they are they moving units? Are they doing well? Yeah, are they so thinking about an SUV? That's a good question, and. Uh, the health, unfortunately, due to COVID, is not that good. They've mm-hmm. they've dropped a significant, excuse me, significant amount in sales. Don't quote me on the number, but I thought I when we covered this a few months ago it was somewhere around thirty percent drop. And they talked about leveraging their own museum because it's worth a lot of money. They got mm-hmm. you know McLaren F ones and. And stuff like that, and then yeah. most recently they took their entire facility, their manufacturing. Well, they got a lot of F one, F not F ones, but F one Formula One race cars. I think in there too, in that museum. I believe so. Uh, Certainly, those Can Am cars are in there. I think I've seen it. But they were taking the entire facility, this beautiful campus with the right. manufacturing, and the offices, right. and and they were offering it up for sale. With some rules, of course, you can't change it. You got to lease it back to them. You can't, you know. It's just it's mostly just a transfer of assets, right? And it was I don't know, it was three hundred eighty-five million dollars or something for just the for the property or something like that. They were doing whatever they can to mm-hmm. to make it work, to make it survive. And I, I I haven't heard anything since. So either something like that happened, or they found a, a line of credit, or sales are starting to pick up, but they're they're getting something done uh they seem to be surviving but i we'll see how long this goes for you know uh hit your dodge yeah you know we all know that dodge means horsepower and muscle but did you know that jd power just ranked dodge number one for initial quality and jd power also named dodge the automotive company with the best driver appeal for mass markets well there's never been a better time now to join the brotherhood of muscle see your local dodge dealer today or visit dodge.com for more Seen a new, uh, I've been seeing a couple of new Corvettes, the, the mid-engine. Yeah. yeah, I've seen seen a few going up up and down PCH. Saw one in red the other day, mm-hmm. and I thought, I don't know, I'm not sure. Red's a weird color on a vet. I know red's a sports car color, Ferrari color, and whatnot. I don't know. Where are you with red on a vet? You know, that's interesting because red has looked good on Corvettes in the past. And uh, I went to the big unveiling of this thing down in Orange County in the silo, whatever this mm-hmm. hangar thing that they film mm-hmm. in. And and uh, I was down there with uh, Brad Fanshawe. Uh, and they unveiled the thing and they brought a red, white, and blue up mm-hmm. there. And, and then when it's done, they'll let you walk around and get them up close and get the photos. 
And we walked around and we just kept looking at the red and kept taking pictures of it and looking at it on the Sorry, phone going, I don't know about three, the red. W- oh, it was three cars. Three cars. Oh, I thought you meant one car, red, white, and blue. No, Sorry. no, three, three, three cars. Yeah. Okay. And we just kept looking at the red going, is there something wrong with the red or why does it not look as good on this car? Or is it under the lighting or is it on a phone? The, and it just sort of – immediately the red didn't – The great we, minds. We All the great didn't minds. love it. I was standing out on a balcony just – Looking down on the street, and a red one just crept yeah. by. Actually, it went it's down. It's not bad, but you, no. you look at it and you go, it's just not the best color for that for some reason. No, it isn't. But I'm not sure. I, I don't know how the mind works. I just feel like I just feel like the Corvettes have a, a history and red isn't a part of it. That's that's the way I, I feel. And it's, it's weird because... Brad and I were there on that stage going, what's wrong with the red? Why is it not resonating with me? <laughs> That's so crazy that you guys had a random vet red thought. And yeah. I had a random – it's not like I wrote it down or thought, oh, this is a powerful thought. I didn't think any of that. I just like, hmm, Red. That's standing a, up that's in your balcony color. in your robe with a cup of coffee judging that guy's judging, car just judging, judging. Your, hey why'd you get the red car hey buddy well that's one of those <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like everyone always says uh you know you can't judge or stop judging or leave it alone or whatever and i'm like i can't i saw that <laughs> yeah. it was red it didn't seem right to me that's all i i i we thought the white looked better. The blue was good. Uh, we went into another part of the area, another part, and they had kind of a, like a root beer, like a gold brown metallic that mm. actually looked kind of cool. Yeah. You know, the last that I can tell, the last of the just brown cars, mm. the last of the brown cars that worked. Because there are there's zero brown cars now. It's just zero, mm-hmm. just zero. Um, Porsche used to do like a, oh, an yeah, SC, like a, like a, or they had a 911 that was just brown. Yeah, it, and it wasn't root beer, metallic, or anything. It was just just brown. Yeah, just a brown car, and it worked. Yeah, like it worked on the 911. I don't know that I would have ordered it in brown, but. That's it. And by the way, brown is uh, – what can brown do for you? Nothing because there are no more brown cars anymore. No, they're, they're all UPS trucks. And, and it's funny because there used to be green cars and then green cars went away and now green cars have had a resurgence. Mm-hmm. So you see lots of Lambos and different exotics and things like that. So green has green went away, came back. Yellow's kind of going the way of the dodo, but it was always always kind of been around. Yeah, I was Bra- never really a fan of yellow. Brown is just gone. Yeah, just gone. I yellow for me. I don't know why it just doesn't it doesn't hit with me. And even when you have a good jumping off point, you say the the nine eleven looks good in brown. Well, the nine eleven looks good, and then you add brown, and you're like, eh, maybe not my color, but it looks good. There's something about a lot of the yellow cars, even something that you think would would pop, you know, a, you know, Ferrari, you know, some Lamborghini. I look at the yellow, and somebody goes, "Yeah, it's yellow. It looks pretty good." I go, "Yes," but now imagine it in any other color, because <laughs> it doesn't cost extra. The only <laughs> there's only one car that is good in yellow that works in yellow, and uh, because you're right, all other cars could be better. A different color. 
The only good yellow car is a Dino Ferrari. They uh-huh. look good in yellow. Now, that could be because when I was a kid and I lived in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and we went to the mall when I was about six years old, and we went went into the toy store, and I saw a die cast of, well, this is kind of interesting. So I was born in 64. Yeah, so the Dino probably came out in 71, 70, 71, 72. I think they made them for a few years. I saw a die cast of the, of the Dino and I don't know, whatever scale. The thing was four inches long, and it was in yellow, mm-hmm. and I just loved it. I just yeah. looked at it and looked at it. I can't remember if I got it or no. Well, if it was Christmas, I would have got it. (laughs) If it was any other, if it was a weekday, fuck it. (laughs) But uh, I remember that. The two things I remember about that uh, experience of uh, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and the, uh, oh, actually three things. One is I found a $50 bill on the ground, just a bill, and my mom made me take it to Lost and Found, which I was like, who's going to claim a bill? Yeah. Yeah. Sure enough, they did. But anyway, well, so I didn't get the, the lost 50 and bucks. found guy. You handed it to, claimed it. Yeah, this is mine. They, it, it, some woman claimed it. I, and, and then came and gave me a reward. It's, it's a pretty unlikely. Was it $49 the reward? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty unlikely story in today's America. Yeah. You got to think about that. Found it, a $50 bill, gave it to lost and found. They said if someone claims it, if, if nobody claims it in a week, we'll we'll give you the fifty dollar bill. I just went home and and crossed off the days like I was a prisoner. You know, <laughs> <laughs> a week seems a little. I could have been in two weeks. I as 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 memory serves, like three days later, well, like a woman showed up at our door hmm. and was like, "This was my fifty dollar bill." Did she give you a die castino? She gave me ten bucks, I think, and I had to split it with my fucking sister who did jack squat. By the way, that's that set the table for the rest of our relationship. <laughs> I'm out there hustling. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep splitting it with your sister. <laughs> keep handing it out. And uh <laughs> Yeah, crazy. It's a crazy and and the other story I remember is I had some kind of uncle that was like sort of half mafioso or something. Who even knows my uncle or whatever, but you know, in in our world, he was like our rich uncle because he drove a Buick, you know, mm-hmm. and and he said something like we're eating at some diner or something in the mall. And he said, to, why don't you go check the uh, check the pay phones? We'd always walk by and check the pay phones to see if there's any oh, change, any change in the in the slot. And 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 I said to him, like, I already checked the pay phone when I when I came in. And he was like, yeah, go check again or something. And he'd put a dollar in the. The slot. Yeah. That was a big deal. Nice. <laughs> Made you work for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me hit the- was uh, a paper dollar? Did he jam I, a paper dollar in there? I don't. I, I mean, it wasn't. he wasn't trying to fool us for too long. Like, I think we understood that he went back and did something. Yeah. Because he, yeah, yeah. he was like, check it. We're like, we did check it. And he's like, check it again. Let me hit uh, Overcrest Podcast, Automotive Journalist. Chris Gleewell, and Perpetual Optimist Jake Solberg discuss cars, car culture, obscure motoring history, and changing automotive uh, landscape. That's right. It is ever-changing. 
Twice a week, they interview industry experts and historical automotive figures, give their commentary on the latest news in the car world. They specialize in deep dives into uh, obscure automotive history. They're Porsche guys. I guess we're kind of Porsche guys over here. Uh, but they got a passion for all areas of automotive. And so be sure to check these guys out. Just search Overcrest, Overcrest, anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's Overcrest Podcast. So um, I got uh, – What else? Got a, I got an email from our buddy Gordon McCall. Right? Oh. Because we miss him and we miss his events. Yeah. He does the quail event, does the Jet Center event. Right. And uh, he said he's going to do his Jet Center event. I assume the quail. But coming up at Monterey, he's very excited. 30 years of the Jet Center event. This is the 30th anniversary coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, get ready. He goes, if you've been coming to this event for a long time, it's going to be off the hook. It's going to be absolutely amazing. The entertainment, the food, everything is going to be bigger and better than it's ever been. If you've never been to the event, definitely get ahead of this thing. Get your tickets uh, because this one's going to blow your mind. Planes, cars, motorcycles, the best uh, of food, wine, champagnes, and a couple of uh, non-alcoholic beverages. He put that in the email. I don't know why. Nobody drinks those. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, so something to look forward to, a little post-COVID car action for us coming up in August. I know we're quite a bit away, but hopefully uh, we'll be able to do all this. Go to McCallEvents.com it, and get your tickets. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, McCallEvents.com. Is the quail on, as far as we know? As far as we know. I mean, who who knows with with – yeah, you know the atmosphere of whole Monterey Car Week, but uh, but Gordon is planning on doing his events that we know of so far. Good, thirty years. Yeah, who knew? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I, Jet Hanger's good, but uh, Quail's better. <laughs> well, they're both his events, so it's win win. Yeah, um, I mean the Quail. I guess by virtue of the fact that it's during the day, there's something about really being able to see the cars. Yeah. You know, and there's something about it being on grass versus asphalt. There, there's just something, yeah. there's a little something about like the elevation change and it's a subtle aesthetic. So when they used, so every year, one of the things we used to hit over at the Monterey, uh, if I could kind of work it in between the races and, and the racing schedule and oftentimes we would. Well, back before I raced, we would just go there to this event. We'd go to the Italian Concourse Italiana, mm-hmm. and the Concourse Italiana was is awesome because it would just be on this golf course that just you parked up top, and the whole thing just gradually sloped down with the ocean in the background. Mm-hmm. And so, when you would get out of your car and start walking toward it, at some point, it would open up, and you just see all these cars before you because it went down on such a gradual slope that you could see everything that was closest to you and everything that was at the end as well. And then one year they got kicked off the golf course and they moved the thing out to a, I I guess they moved it out to the airport and they just put everything out on the asphalt. 
And then it was like you'd stand there and you could just see three cars in front of you, but you couldn't see all the way yeah. down. And everything was on the same elevation. Everything's just there. Yeah, yeah. And it just completely killed the vibe. That's right. Every used car dealer should be on a golf course. Yes. <laughs> then you'd be able to see everything. It'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah. It just, it presents, everything just presents this. First off, sitting on that green grass is awesome. Uh, it's cooler, you know, f- physically cooler, but it just presented just having that kind of, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a racetracks with no elevation change are boring. Mm-hmm. R- racetracks that have elevation change are just so much so much better yeah you know and it was kind of it's kind of that all right what else is going on with you in the car world uh you know i i uh, next week i'll have some more information about the bronco sport i went out and did this great driving event with the with the new bronco sport but uh we're embargoed on driving impressions but man we did some pretty crazy stuff off-road and it is uh it is fantastic so looking forward to more stuff on that um and uh, and in the SUV world, the uh, Jaguar has updated their F Pace SUV, the F Pace SVR. Now it's still the five liter supercharged, five hundred and fifty horsepower, you know, V eight, mm-hmm. and uh, it's got a little bit more torque and better aero. Mm-hmm. And now the signal is zero to sixty in three point eight seconds. <laughs> wow. You know, which is just, I mean, where we're going with this is is nuts. So we've got a Jaguar F-Pace SVR, the 060, 3.8 seconds, 81000 bucks. Uh, they've updated the infotainment system. They've updated a lot of the electronics and stuff, which was really what it needed. And then simultaneously, Ford says, hey, the Mustang Mach-E, the electric mm-hmm. SUV. We knew the Mach-E was coming out. Is that a Mustang? Well, they're calling it a Mustang, right? Right. Yeah, it's I know. in that it's family. A, I know it's but not it's, a Mustang, right? right. Uh, they just wanted to create a performance brand for it. So, so we have the base model, uh, which they said is up to three hundred mile range, zero to sixty in five and a half seconds. Then we had a four hundred and eighty horsepower GT model, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's something like two fifty mile range. Uh, Zero to sixty in you know four seconds, four point so or three point le- less range, but more more power. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now they have the performance edition, the Mustang Mach E uh, GT <laughs> performance edition R. Yes, three point five seconds, zero to sixty, two hundred and thirty four mile range. Two hundred. It, it the uh, it's fifteen mile difference between the GT right. and the GT Performance. The, it's right. fifteen mile range difference. Big Brembo brakes, uh, recalibrated uh, uh, Magna Ride suspension. The Magna Ride is very good. I know. Uh, it's a cool looking EV. It's going to perform well. Uh, there's a driving event coming up. I think in a couple of weeks. So hopefully I'll get a chance to get in one. I don't know if it's going to get in the GT or just the normal one, but. Uh, but every, everything's under four seconds now. Everything is so fast. <laughs> I know people uh, between all-wheel drive and and the, the electric anything with electric anything hybrid electric with the amount of torque that the motors are putting out. Like well, zero to insane. zero to sixty was made for electric cars. Oh yeah, I mean, all-wheel you, drive and electric. Yeah, 
Right, I mean, because you, front motors and rear motors. and You, you put those two things together, and we're going to have plenty of electric cars that are 0 to 60 sub 4 that are – will be sub $40,000 cars in four mm-hmm. years. Like it's just, you, you can't, it's the golf cart thing. It's like, you just can't stop that instant torque. There's just, there's just no beating it right. with an internal combustion engine. There's no other form of propulsion. That's going to do what electric can do zero to 60. Now, once you get over 90 miles an hour, maybe that's a different story. Now the, the car outside that McLaren is rear wheel drive zero to 60 in two and a half seconds, which is absolutely insane. But that's, we kind of feel like we're kind of at the limit for rear wheel drive acceleration. Like you're going to have to go to all wheel drive or some sort of electrification combination. Like how do we start? Yeah. I mean, well, at some point you're just. At a certain point. I don't know how you put that power to the ground. It it becomes like NHRA, like it's it's not about making more horsepower at a certain point. It's about hooking it up. Yeah. Like it's really just going to come down to rubber compounds and stuff <laughs> like that. And, and, and then you have a fundamental problem because people aren't going to drive around town with a, a super sticky, you know, compound tire that's, you know, 19 inches wide. Like the, the only thing you can do at a certain point is mess with the rubber compound mm-hmm. and mess with the width. And also the height of the tire. Like, try to get your footprint. Try to get that patch, oh, yeah. you know, bigger. It, it, but that's about all you can do. And, and again, that's that's not practical to be driving around with a 15-inch wide rear wheel. <laughs> that's probably what's on that car out there. I mean, it's got to be in the 305, 325-millimeter range. Well, let's, let's guess. Let's guess. So it's... Uh, is it a 20-inch rim, a 19-inch rim? Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can check. I'll find out. I'm going to go rear tire. Yeah. I'm going to go 335. Could it be a 25 series? I'm going to go 335-30 series on the back of the 335-30 series. Uh, I didn't look at it. Yeah. I didn't look at it either, um, except it definitely is going to have a three in front of it. Yeah. So, hmm, three oh five. I think it's three oh five. That's a good question. I because I, I'm, I I didn't stare at it because we three oh five. Still could be thirty. You're saying it's a nineteen or a twenty inch rim. I really i eighteen seems too small. Twenty's kind of big. I, I really don't know. I didn't. I didn't look at right, it. I'm gonna I, go three oh five thirty twenty. That's I'm, I'm gonna go three oh five thirty twenty. Let me see. I go three thirty five thirty. Nineteen's not a popular size, but for some reason I'll say nineteen. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm looking for it here somewhere. We've got All right. Let me hit uh, chemical guys here. Want your car to look great? Have a passion for shine? Well, you want to check out chemical guys. One of the top brands in auto detailing for over 20 years. They want to teach you how to use their products as well. They don't want to just sell you their products. They want to teach, teach you how to use them properly, and then you'll be a customer for life. 
visit one of their detailed garage locations around the country, take classes or talk to one of their on-site team experts, or check out their YouTube channel, and you can uh, learn on your own. Over a 1,000 how-to videos, more than just products. They've uh, built a community. Whether you're giving your car a weekend wash or detailing it uh, like a pro, Chemical Guys can help you find the passion to make it shine. Get ready with the outro, Matt. It's the Chemical Guys. Visit uh, chemicalguys.com slash carcast and use code carcast for 20% off your first order. That's chemicalguys.com slash carcast. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back with that answer right after this. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Ready to get away from it all? Free yourself with Pluto TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No contracts, no subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android or iPhone and start watching now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. All right. Now we're back with our trivia answer. The McLaren supercar that Matt drove here. Mm -hmm. The 765 LT. Easily the nicest car in our parking lot right now. (laughs) Uh, We're guessing the rear tire size. I went 335, 30, 19s inexplicably. Matt went uh, 305, 30, 20. Yeah. And the answer is? 305, 30, 20. Oh, damn. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> 305, yeah. 30, 20. Yeah. Yeah. Now, surprisingly. Dead nuts on. I, I know these these rear engine, you know, rear mid, uh, mid-engine supercars have, they don't need a lot of tire in the front. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised how small the tire is in the front. 205, 60, 13. <laughs> Nailed it. 235, wow. 35, 19. Two, I was expecting something like 255. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a drop off. Yeah, 235, 35, 19. Well, I'm sure uh, like uh, like all annoying people say, I I think they know what they're doing. <laughs> which they which they do in this case yeah that's a of it oh did you do. say 19 or is it on a 20 it's on a 19 yeah it's a staggered there was my 35 and my yeah. 19 19s have really been popping up a lot especially in the supercar world 19s used to be tough to get a good tire for and there was a lot of 19s yeah out there yeah in my uh in my vintage racing world you know, 16s are pretty easy. 16s are real easy to find tires for, and 18s are pretty easy, but 17s are tough. And uh, I guess 19s would be tough, or used to be tough. Seemed like the odd numbers were, were tough, except for 13s, because all those old vintage race cars are, are constantly running those 13s. Hey, Max Zapata, well, did you figure out when that uh, – auction was going off with uh, tom cruise's uh, maverick helmet tomorrow as we record this so the third oh okay yeah. we'll circle that we want to yeah I, get circled, those. Yeah. <laughs> i'm curious what that helmet goes for yeah the second maverick helmet and then when is that uh newman rolex going off 
We need to circle uh, that one as that's, well. That's beginning in just I don't know the exact date. December though, so we're getting close. I don't. I want to say twelfth, seventh, or twelfth. Something, something like that. Is it saying. in New York? Is it in Europe? Do we know? I, I think New I, York. I don't know, but I, uh, for the helmet. So the the auction's tomorrow, but people are there. There's a current bid right now. So the estimate is thirty thousand to fifty thousand. The current bid is sixty five thousand. <laughs> So, so maybe the estimate guy needs to get yeah. fired. <laughs> I feel like every time I have one of my shops or houses appraised, I get that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably what's happening. I think that guy didn't even put his pants on to, to make that evaluation. I don't know. He didn't do any research. Well, on the one. the last one went for uh, three twenty seven, and the estimate was like sixty to eighty or something yeah. like that. And that could have been the hero helmet, right? That was the hero helmet. Yeah, the the, the yeah. one that went last time. So. Th- this is like backup helmet. Yeah, I think this one even has like the number two on it, whereas mm-hmm. the other one had the number one. Yeah, so this one actually has a number two written on it. Take a look to see for the Paul Newman watch. And the uh, Steve McQueen watch that's coming up. And uh, I'll hit this Geico. I don't think I did Geico yet. I think we're going to hit Geico. Maybe you guys uh, own your home or you rent your home. Either way, it can be a lot of hard work. But you know what's easy? It's bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home already. Just go to geico.com. Get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Yeah, be curious on uh, both those things. It's kind of funny because there's a there's the Maverick helmet, and then there's the backup Maverick helmet, and then there's the Newman watch. It sold for $17.7 million something. And then there's this backup watch now. This is This is like the deathbed watch now. This is like literally him on the deathbed with the cancer, taking his watch off and handing it to the daughter and going, here you go. Really? Yeah. Do we know that? Yeah. So, so I this... think it, that just came up like in an interview somewhere recently. It wasn't, I don't think it was in the, in the press release, but it was like in an interview with. This auction takes place uh, December 12th and the Newman watch estimates, a Rolex uh, estimate is 350,000 to 700,000. Oh wait, there's there's a few of them actually. There's another one that's three hundred thousand to six hundred thousand. Another Newman one, or yeah, just so another Rolex? The, what you're what they're confusing with is you're looking at is, Newman. You're looking Daytona. at Paul Newman edition Rolexes, right? And oh, this is another Newman Newman, right? So this is, I I think they're going to do the same thing they did last time, is they didn't want to make a prediction, so they just said one million dollars. But when we talked to the auction house, they're like, we know it's definitely going to be more than $1 million. They didn't want to do like the typical estimate on this one. Well, that is confusing. Yeah, that you're talk- this is the big red Daytona that, uh, with his, uh, that was uh, co-signed by his daughter. So I'm trying to find the estimate Yeah. Here. So the first watch said, uh, it said, drive safely, signed me from his wife. Mm-hmm. And then the second watch was kind of a joke it said uh now i don't recall but it it, it said uh drive slowly joanne yeah no there you <laughs> right? go so this one doesn't have like the oyster face this is the black face mm-hmm. uh with I, I believe it just has the metal band i think he often liked the leather band but mm-hmm. this is a different one and so again they're just saying one million dollar estimate they're in excess of a million dollars again they're not trying to do a thing where they're 
putting a number on it, but I, I'm still confused by this. I'm still confused by this watch as to why nobody brought up this watch when the first one was selling, right? Because it was all about Newman's watch, Newman's watch. And now well, this is – Who's selling it? A daughter, a Newman daughter. I, I think there must have been an agreement that if you bring up the second watch, it's going to steal some of the thunder from our first watch. And obviously, I don't know – there's some sort of fiduciary duty or something. But my point is, is if you're, if my sister had one of my dad's trumpets Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I had his flugelhorn, (laughs) which will be the only, when my dad goes, I'm just going to go get the $3,000 trumpet I bought him and take it to the fucking closest pawn shop and see if I can get 400 bucks for it. But (laughs) the trumpet he never plays now after my, six-year odyssey of trying to get him a new trumpet but um if 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 my dad died and my sister took his trumpet and i took his flugelhorn and my sister was like i'm going to auction off jim carolla's trumpet she would probably say to me don't talk a lot about having his flugelhorn or about (laughs) wanting to put it up for auction a year from now because i think it's going to hurt some of the action so let's present it like this is his trump this one and only trumpet yeah. And uh, again, it's not. And who knows if there was a discussion about it. It's uh, when you sell the flugelhorn, does she get half? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the maid when she dropped off her. Yeah. 50 bucks. It was a maid who lost her 50 bucks. How are Monaco is the McQueen watch estimate is on request. So, God, that that could be a big yeah. one, too. Now, I don't think this Newman watch is going to get anywhere near the first one. The first one was – they're both obviously gifts from Joanne, but the first one was a Newman Newman. It was a Newman edition watch. It sparked a Newman edition, right? Mm-hmm. This is a not a Paul Newman edition Rolex. It's just another Rolex, mm-hmm. right? So I don't – if I'm getting that right, this isn't a Newman Newman as they were, they were calling yeah. it, right? right? So it wasn't quite – it's obviously special, but not – as special, it's it thing. is. It is the wristwatch Paul was most often photographed wearing for over two decades until he gifted it to his daughter. Do um, so it's used. Imagine our dad. <laughs> yeah. What your dad ever gifted you? <laughs> debt. Yeah, debt. <laughs> what? Uh, and is this auction going off in New York? Yeah, New York. New York on the twelfth. I, I had twelve and seven in my mind for some reason, but twelve is is it? Yeah. That'll be uh, that'll be very interesting to me. All right. So what else? I will Hmm. say this about the the McQueen watch is the McQueen watch uh, that ended up being that style of watch has been a lot round now for a long time with Tag Heuer. So uh, you buy that McQueen watch. Very cool. Very special. Get the paperwork. Get everything. But when you go to the quail. You're gonna you're gonna see 19 people wearing that style of watch, right? Right. You're gonna see. I mean, it's it's a beautiful watch. I like it a lot. It's. I mean, you could argue that with the Newman watch as well, except his had sort of a unique leather band on it. Well, I think the inscription was a was a big deal with the Newman one. Yeah. And also, 
it's kind of funny, but it's it's kind of like the BREs. Like if you go to any Dotson Club, whatever track day or or just any event, really, you'll you'll un- inevitably see a bunch of BRE clones mm-hmm. like floating around. <laughs> So if you actually put on that watch, people just assume you bought it at at the kiosk, you know, in the infield or whatever. <laughs> and it, it's the same if you pulled up in a BRE car. They just go, nice clone. Yeah, nice clone. Which is a the ultimate sort of tip of the cap in that for the watch or the BRE and that you would definitely just assume it was – a clone car, yeah, or a tribute car, and you would definitely think you got that watch in well, the infield. I'm going to buy the regular uh, tag watch and then do the same inscription, and then no one will know the difference. Oh, the <laughs> the the back is engraved to Haig Lamont, nineteen seventy seventy. So Haig must have been the mechanic. Oh, so he had it inscribed. Interesting. Well, that it's, uh, it's funny how it I don't definitely think, helps the authenticity. I, I don't know if anybody's like engraving watches anymore, but now you're looking at it, you're going, "That's all the value. All the value is there is on the engraving." Right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you you take Paul Newman's watch without Joanne writing something on the back, having it done, it's like really just takes millions off the watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm always, you know, why? Because. In a world where they made many, many units of that watch, Tag Hauer, 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 Tag Hauer, whatever, the the Daytona, you know, Newman, whatever Daytona, whatever Rolex. In, in that world, can you ever really be positive that it is that watch minus the engraving? Right. It's, it just seems... I, I know you can authenticate things. You could show pictures of him on his wrist. But if they made 1,500 units of the mm-hmm. Newman Daytona Rolex with the pearl face on it, well, then who could ever really say for sure this is that? Yeah. Minus the engraving. Yeah. Right? I, I, and I don't know enough about them. Is there some serial number within the case? Is each one ser- like I don't know? And then, and then it's kind of like a VIN yeah, number at that point. I, I guess there's probably that. That's a good. You that's know, a good on, point. on a high end watch, there probably is, but nobody ever looks at that. I guess it's it's funny because anybody else that does an inscription on something like jewelry or a watch. Uh, people go, oh, you ruined the value of it because you put your name on it and no one's going to want that. Yeah, that's because you're a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, losers. Yeah, loser. You make if, me laugh. If you're Paul Newman or, or or Steve McQueen, by the way, this is a, this is a way for Joanne to say, hey, Paul, I got you this really nice watch. I wrote my name on the back so you can't give it away to anybody else. <laughs> that's exactly what happened with the McQueen watch. The press release states that McQueen handed it to Haig, his personal mechanic, when, and said, thank you for keeping me alive all these months and Haig refused to accept it suggested McQueen give it to his wife or son whereas then McQueen told him it's already engraved has your name on it yeah you wow yeah you're screwed putty here's a really expensive watch <laughs> the um yeah you're right with the serial number and everything but it, it, it would still if you're at a cocktail party and you ran into someone else with the same watch they couldn't turn theirs over and show right. that engraving right right all right why don't you hit uh, dodge yes I got it. So uh, we all know that Dodge means horsepower and muscle, and now Dodge has been ranked number one in initial quality by J.D. Power. Dodge has also been named the best driver appeal for mass market brands by J.D. Power as well. 
number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. It's the first time a domestic automotive brand ran away with both awards in the same year. With enough style, performance, and horsepower, you can see why uh, why these guys are taking all the awards. There's never been a better time now to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. See your local Dodge dealer today or visit Dodge.com. All right. Uh, you can go to AdamCarolla.com for all the live shows coming up. Um, you can visit Chassis if you like car stuff, C-H-A-S-S-Y. we got a lot of good vids over there. There's some Watch promotions that. or something going on, like discounts and movies and shirts. Oh, really? All right. Yeah, well, go over, to, go over to Chassis and check it out. And then also um, uh, get my book, I'm Your Emotional Sport Animal. It's a real funny book, and uh, it's on Amazon. Leave a review. I shall read it. What do you got, Matt? Yeah, just uh, I'll give you guys some photos of all the uh, cool cars, uh, the McLaren and stuff, and a Senna coming up soon. So follow me at Motorator on uh, social media. And uh, you can check out our website, carcastshow.com. So, till next time, it's Adam Crow for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Ready to get away from it all? Free yourself with Pluto TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No contracts, no subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android or iPhone and start watching now. Pluto TV. Drop in, watch free. Geico. Maybe you own your home or you rent your home. Either way, it can be a lot of hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. And that's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home already. So just go to geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit geico.com today. That's geico.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.